Welcome to Macintosh and Mind Haven't Seen What, the podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today it's a very special episode where we talk about the recent Oscar nominations for 2020. Uh. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's there's really no surprises. Well, no, and that's exactly the problem. <laughs> it's It's bad. It's really bad. This is almost worse than last year, than Green Book. No. Because at least the movies that did get nominated aren't garbage. No. Of the ones we've seen. Like, some of them are actually, like, really, truly, like, high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are pissed about, like, 1917. It's like, yeah, it's just another movie about all dudes, and it's war, and it's all a bunch of white guys. Okay, totally fair. You can be sick of that movie. That movie fucking is amazing. 1917 is not what I have a problem with. I know. And we knew that was going to happen. Like, we knew Joker was going to was gonna get nominated. I really wish it had only gotten Best Actor because that's real. That and, like, maybe score. Because I've heard a lot of people talk about the score of that film. Like, those are the things that I'm like, okay. The score, the production design, there's some elements there. It getting makeup is preposterous to me. That's such garbage. Because <laughs> it's and there's nothing. There's no. But, I mean... Here's here's the thing. It's one thing for that movie to get a few nods and Joaquin. It's another thing for that like, movie to get the most nominations this it year. It got the most. It has 11 nominations. It is Does the it, leading Oscar contender this year. With Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right after it with 10? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I was surprised that Hollywood got that many. I mean, it shouldn't be... The Academies love any film that takes place in their little universe. I know. Like, that's just a fact. So I'll be. it'll be interesting to see how we feel about it when we see it, because that's one of the of the nine nominees, which, again, how come, like, The Farewell isn't in, like, why didn't they, why didn't they fucking do 10? Like, that's, that's annoying. Because <laughs> these are a bunch of old white folks. I mean, that's, that's the truth here. And it reads all the way through this list. Well, that's It not- just does. <laughs> It's really unusual because at least last year, I didn't feel like there were as many films that got huge, like swept the Oscars. True. Like, in terms of nominations. And this year, it's five films. Five films is it for the whole thing. And like, I I can't cast judgment, but I have impressions about a couple of these movies mm-hmm. that I'm like, this seems like the height of mediocrity Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. When we had some options here. For y'all to go way deeper. Well, okay, we say all that. There is one very big exception, and that's Parasite. That is true. Now that is my one big like hell yes. Let's let's just start. Let's start with Best Picture. Not that's the big one. Okay, we're only gonna go through like the big eight awards because we don't need to get into the minutia of some of the smaller technical awards. It's just not worth it right now. For Best Picture, mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari. I'm okay with that being in there because it was a really good movie. It's the equivalent to me of it's filler. that Winston Churchill movie. The Darkest Hour. Yeah. It was a solid movie mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Man, Darkest Hour I didn't enjoy as much, but like it's it feels like that kind of contender. It's filler. If you're looking for the most entertaining, well-executed movie of the year, that one feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. the Irishman. We knew that was coming, so now we have to see that one. That's yeah, one of the ones we haven't seen. I I hope it's worth the three hours. That's all I hope. Mm, it won't be. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Okay, this is one that we wanted to see. Talking with some people, like in real life, who have seen it, said so they're 
it's unexpected, but it is really good. So from that perspective and from this person who I've talked to, I fully respect their opinion. Even when we fully differ, I really do respect their critical eye. I look forward to watching this film. Jojo was one of the big surprises out of these nominations. I'm not that surprised because it got, didn't it get recognized at Directors Guild? It did. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's gotten plenty of buzz through the nominations process, so it, it shouldn't be that surprising. But I think it's a surprise in the sense of a lot of these movies seem very predictable, and this is not a usual Academy choice. But it's it's welcome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm curious to to see it. Joker. Barf. We just we've already complained about Joker enough. I do not want to keep rehashing this garbage right now. Yeah. Little Women. Deserved. I have seen Little Women. I have not. I will be making plans to go see that. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to see it since I've seen the trailers. Yeah, I saw it during the holidays with my sister. So David didn't go on that trip. So I'm willing to see that movie again because it was good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it mm-hmm. and have been for a while. Marriage Story. Again, we knew this was coming. We haven't seen it. Well, now that it's been nominated, we'll watch it. I, That's, yeah. I'm dreading that. Me too. 1917. We just saw that this past weekend. Loved it. Like, I think the first thing I said to you after was like, well, I'll just back the truck of Oscars to Sam Mendes' house. Because <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, I was like, this really is amazing. I don't know how I feel about it in terms of, I'm going to have to like negotiate my ones and twos here, and it's going to be one of them in a lot of these categories. I might have to watch 1917 again, just from a pure, like, I wasn't feeling great. But I will say, I don't think it's the best movie of the year. I think it was amazing and an amazing technical feat, but I don't think it's the best film of the year. I think this is going to be our best director. We'll see. I don't think it'll be our best picture. We shall see. That's, That's where I'm feeling right now. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, we haven't seen it. We didn't see it at the time because of... It kept getting... T- like, all of the critics hated it. And and then and then we just... It was during the summer we had other life shit going on. So we're like, eh. Everyone's saying that sucks. I don't care right now. We have other shit going on. So we just didn't bother. And now we're like, all right, well, now we got to watch it. Yeah. I, that's really what it comes down to. It's that whole Hollywood thing. And I'm just... I'm sitting here dreading this because I'm like, I have enjoyed Tarantino films. They informed a lot of what I watched about movies for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I recognize the problematic stuff in it. And this feels like it's going to be peak problematic Tarantino. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm dreading having to sit and sit and slog through this movie. Let's be clear. There is never a time where Tarantino is not problematic. It's very true. So yeah, this is just going to be what's the flavor this week of how bad it is. We will see. And finally, and most welcome, this is one of the few moments I cheered, Parasite. Yes, I'm so glad it, it got slated here. It deserves its spot here. I was like, Phew. Whether or not the Academy agrees in the strategy on this, for me, it's still the best movie. Of I agree. I just, there's no contest. It's very likely to be my number one. And God bless Bong Juno saying, the Oscars are local awards. Well, he's already won the Palm d'Or. Oh, my God. He's amazing. He's, <laughs> that uh, man. Oh, did you read the thing about him and Harvey Weinstein? In one of his movies, Harvey wanted to cut this scene about, like, this fisherman, like, this fish scene. And Bong was like, no, it's really important to me cinematically because, you know, my father was a fisherman. And Harvey's like, oh, you know, I understand my father's important to me, too. And then later, Bong's like, 
that's a total fucking lie. I just wanted to keep it in my movie because I liked it. And I was just like, I love you because you give no shits. He does not fucking care about Hollywood at all. That's a man who is both zero fucks given and big dick energy in the best way. Yeah, he does it in service of his art. Totally. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a series on him later yes. this year. Like, it is going to happen because I'm super hyped to see more of his work. Woo! Uh, he is a personal hero guiding me through some of this. All right. Lead actor. Yep. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Okay, we haven't seen that. It's Almodovar's movie. It's it, That film is nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. So a lot of people are championing that film for best foreign language film when Parasite is best picture. Could be. Could, that mm-hmm. would be that would be wonderful if it would be interesting. You can rally people to do it. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Whoopity do. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Whoopity do. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Wah, wah. And Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. Interesting. Uh, that one is interesting only because of kind of I, I like Jonathan Bryce and Anthony Hopkins got nominated too. And then I think it got like an adapted screenplay or something. So that's one that outside of best picture, that's when I do actually want to try to see that we haven't. Yeah, no. And it's Netflix. So yeah, so it's easy it's- enough to watch. But the glaring choice here is everybody from Parasite. Everyone. <sighs> the the and, dad. And specifically. Well, no, I take that back. Because Parasite is such an ensemble film, I can see a problem where they didn't, they couldn't decide who was the lead actor. Anyone from Parasite in a supporting role would have been good. Fair, but Kong Ho Song deserved to be he, in this. Category. He was, he was great. I would have loved to see him here. He was never going to win. I'm also disappointed that Taryn's not in here, but he won the Golden Globe, so I feel really happy about that. I'm, I'm still. Livid about that too, based I f- on I f- putting some of these guys in. I fucking love Tom and Lorenzo's tweet about it, and this is, "Hey Taryn, next time lip sync." Apparently, that's what you need to get a statue because Taryn is really singing in that film. And I also, I totally, I totally understand. This was a long shot to happen, though he has been racking up critics awards now. Sandler, like all of a sudden, he started winning, and now he's shut out entirely from the. Oscars. The whole film was shut out, which honestly, I'm okay with. I'm kind of okay with it, but there is this argument that I've seen from, I think it's mostly younger critics mm-hmm. have been like, this is the future and you're just ignoring that for the old guys, I except Parasite. That's not entirely fair. It's not, but there, there's a part of me that's just like, Sandler did do something kind of amazing in this movie. No. I don't know. Lead actress, Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Okay. We didn't see that one. Scarlett Johansson in A Marriage Story. Barf. Sir Ronan in Little Women. Not Ex- surprising. And expected. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Totally expected. And Renee Zellweger in Judy. That's the one to beat. We are missing Aquafina. No, we're not. Oh, I disagree. I think she's better than, I think she's a better choice than a couple of people on this list. That performance was so good. It No, it was good, but... Eh. It's it's not on par with Charlize or Renee. I, and we didn't see Harriet, so we don't know. We haven't, like, I doubt Scarlett Johansson is that phenomenal in that film. But I, it's just like, I, I love Aquafina. Don't get me wrong. Again, I am so happy that she won the Golden Globe. But she was never 
going to be nominated with these films. The only reason she got a Golden Globe is because she wasn't up against these women in the same category. It's just the, it's just the way it works. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for me, for me, it is a big snub. It is. I think she gave one of the better performances out of some of these that I've even seen. Like, I loved what Charlize Theron did, but I think Aquafina did a better job. The other one that's been brought up, and I understand why this didn't happen, but I also understand why people are like, you should have done it, is Lupita Nyong'o in Us. I've heard that too, um, and I would have not been mad at all. I, I think that comes back to, and we didn't have this problem with Get Out, and part of that was because Get Out was so such a phenomenon. Yeah. And they pushed and pushed and pushed that film that entire year. It came out in February. They pushed that film along for the entire They did not do that at all with us. They did not make a single for your consideration push for that film. So it fell off everybody's radar. It came out. It did amazing. Everyone's like, okay, what's next, Jordan? Yeah. And that's it. So, well, yes, it is a snub to a degree. It's also like they didn't even try. Like the film didn't try. Yeah, that... From a from a sort of political and mechanical standpoint, yes. I was like, I know why this happened. Yeah. From a talent perspective, I remember after coming out of that movie being like, just give her the Oscar. Just give her it. another one. Another one. Sure, it has one. She's incredible in that movie. No, I, I like. I don't feel like these are snubs. Like, mm-hmm. like legit snubs. I disagree. Supporting actor Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My favorite tweet reaction to this is, hey, it looks like the nominations from 1997. Y'all mixed mixed it up. I was like, accurate. Totally accurate. Just like, where's the flavor? There's some amazing like undercard guys. Like, again, I know it never would have happened, but put Bogosian in. Bogosian would have been great in there. That would have been, um, if that was the only nominee that came out of that film, that would have been surprising and also awesome. Also missing, and I forgot about this for Best Actor, Pattinson and Defoe. Either one of those guys could have snuck in here with a, hey, somebody did something very different and unique, and let's throw them in the mix here, especially Honestly, Willem Defoe. I don't think anybody watched that movie. I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying I think that's what happened. I think Willem Defoe belongs in this category for sure. I think that would be great. But also, I think the dad... From Parasite would be great in there. The son from Parasite would have been great in there. Mm-hmm. The dad from Farewell. That's actually the one that I'm mad about. Uh, that's That to me feels like that. The Farewell should have been nominated for at least a, either a writing or foreign language film. Because I do think it still technically qualifies as a foreign language film. Though I think now it's not called foreign language film. It's called international film. Correct. They, they ch- did change that. Which I appreciate that. Yes. That's cool. So apologies for having said that like 12 times now. <laughs> but I, w- I would have loved to see him in the supporting role because he, he to me, made that film more than Aquafina. Supporting actress, Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, out of nowhere. I mean, it's Kathy fucking Bates. I know. It's, you know what? This is this year's Meryl. We can't nominate her anymore. She's been shut out. We're not allowed to. Legally, we can't nominate Meryl anymore. She said, I won't show up no matter what. I'm not coming. Okay, who's next? Kathy Bates. She's always the best and she'll come. Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Okay. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Barf. Why? Twice. And I've heard so many people like, she's the weakest part of that film. Florence Pugh for Little Women. 
I was very surprised to see that, but also I'm really happy for her. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Boo. I would have rather they had Nicole Kidman. Ah, I feel like Robbie did a really good job in that movie, though. She did, but also there's like 12 other women they could have nominated instead of her. Well, yeah. And that's this is like the biggest one where you're like, what the hell? It's four blonde ladies and Kathy Bates. And Kathy Bates in a movie that widely has been seen as like this pro-white male story. Oh, I know. <laughs> so like this one is is where we go, there's bound to be 8,000 better people that did great roles as supporting actresses in mm-hmm. this year. Um, I mean, you have two in Parasite. You have the three. Cleaning lady. You have the sister. You have the mom. Yeah. And the housekeeper. Oh, my God. They were all amazing. All three of those would have been phenomenal. That's probably the most egregious one until we get to best director. Okay. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Womp womp. Eh. Sam Mendes, 1917. Totally deserved. Yep. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Haven't seen it. Can't really speak to it. Uh, I grimace, but- He won't win. No. Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. Fuck yeah. Hell yes. I, I doubt he'll win. I doubt. Though, super excited, Bong Joon-ho and Sam Mendes tied at the Critics' Choice Award for Best Directing. And I'm like, I'm not mad. No? I'm not mad. And ties are allowed in the Oscars. So I would not be mad. And then- And then- Todd Phillips for Joker. This is offensively bad. Say what you want about Little Women or Greta Gerwig or Lulu Wong. I'm like, there are 8,000 other directors you could have put in the slot that made better movies this year that knew what they were doing with the stories this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's worse in this sense of, you know, with Lady Bird, there kind of was an understanding there. I was mm-hmm. like, there were other really good directors this year. And I kind of felt like, okay, doesn't feel great, but I get it. But it's like, you know what? <laughs> if you really don't feel like she was the best director this year, that's fine, but not him. <laughs> Again, Lily Wong wrote The Farewell, but there's so much more happening than just that script. And I don't even feel that that script is very strong. That film hinges more on her on the direction and the actors than that writing. The other name that came up was Celine Siama, who did Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Which we haven't seen, and I do want to. Yes. And then also Lorena Scafaria, who directed Hustlers. That are That is four female directors. Who you could have considered. You could have considered, and who I feel like still did a better job than Todd Phillips. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> like- Here's the thing. If Greta Gerwig had been nominated instead of Todd Phillips, I would not have been mad. Yeah. A block of wood would have been better than him in this category. (laughs) Just don't nominate five. (laughs) Why? Why did you put him in here? Now we have to listen to his bullshit for like four weeks. We're not going to listen to his bullshit for four weeks. No, but he's going to talk his ass off. And I really hope the film as a whole gets shut out. Boy, howdy, that would be... Delicious. That would actually make them sitting there. It's like, I want you to sit in this room with all these people and get turned down every single time. <laughs> That's That would almost make this worth it. You're going to sit here and be put. This is your punishment for this crap movie. For adapted screenplay. Uh-huh. The Irishman, Stephen Zalian. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. What? Yes, I'll be rooting as an underground thing like, here. We haven't seen it, but I would not be mad if that Kiwi man walked away with... An Oscar. Taika is an excellent person to throw in here. 
Joker, Todd Phillips, Barf. and Scott Silver. It doesn't have a shot in hell. Also, Bradley Cooper produced that. Brad, damn it. I like you. Why? Uh, uh, just leave it there. Little Women, Greta Gerwig. Yep. And the two popes, Anthony McCartan. It's Greta's to lose. I know. Like, that, that's the winner. Give me Taika for the Dark Horse. I would, I would not. That's likely to be my one and two. And then original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Sneaking in here out of nowhere, knives out Ryan Johnson. I'm very happy for him with that because that is also not considered a dramatic film. No. It's considered a comedy. I ain't mad. I I ain't ain't mad mad about that one. I ain't mad. And I'm also just like, hey, all you haters, Star Wars kind of went down the toilet and he's at the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck y'all. It's like, it's a nice little bit of justice. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. This is probably the only category that I'm like, fine, put him in there. Without seeing the film, I really can't speak to it. Yeah. I'm I'm want want about it. But I do know that Baumbach is a good writer. He is. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. Not a shot in hell. It's a good story, but it's cinematography and direction. It's not story. Although somebody had to write all that out. No, no, I get that. But again, cinematography and direction. That's that movie. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Of course. I'm so sick of him getting nominated in this category. I know. And Parasite, Bong Juno and Jin Won Han. I, I just, I, let's, let's just talk, original story, story that has just came out of your brain. So not 1917, it's based on stories that someone told them. Can't be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's based on a circling around real events that occurred in Hollywood. So it's tr- not truly original either. And also a bunch of exploitation films based on that shit. Mm-hmm. Marriage Story is... Marriage Story is... We haven't seen it, so we're just bitching on it because... Womp womp. <laughs> Knives Out... Knives Out? Is, not original. Uh, is that- No, no, no. The format is not original. The storytelling, the actual story, and the sequence of events is original. And it's way more original than anything else. So that's probably going to be my number two. Parasite's number one. Oh, my God. And <laughs> that was that was the big saving grace for me. Mm-hmm. Parasite getting nominated in these categories. We go down the list into some other stuff. It got production design. It got a lot. And it was nominated in international film as well. Yeah. So putting it in these categories and also putting it in screenplay, mm-hmm. which I think I've never seen. Oh, it, this is the first Korean film to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's probably also like, someone will have statistics later. We'll, we'll look at it. <laughs> I just, I don't think I've ever seen an international film get nominated in one of the screenplay categories. No. Especially because the guild's probably pretty protective around that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they all went, fuck. <laughs> I said, nope. They wrote this good a movie. We can't deny it. Oh, it's a, it's become a huge phenomenon, and it's just one of those, like, just just go. Just go. <laughs> you have to see it. That's it for the big stuff. Yeah. So if you've listened to any of our Oscar coverage in the previous years, we do our Oscar scoring a little bit differently. You know, traditionally, they, you print out a ballot. You get one point for every right answer. And so we do that. But because our opinions tend to align in so many places, especially when we get into like production design and best song and like foreign language films where it's like, we don't, we, we can't see every film in it. So we can't form opinions. So we kind of are just like guessing and it's usually the same. We take the top eight categories. So it's the ones we just talked about 
and we do first place, second place. Mm-hmm. And so if your first choice wins, you get two points. And if your second choice wins, you get one point. Mm-hmm. So that's actually worked out really well. The last two years, I have won. Woohoo! <laughs> but that's it's kept the race close. Uh, last year, if the favorite had won best picture, David and I would have tied. Yeah. Because I, ha- you had it in first place and I had it in second place. And at that point, I was still one point ahead of you. Yep. And then we both lost. So and I won. Every, and everybody lost. Every, the entire every, cinema going world lost. Every, everybody lost. <sighs> we were angry and we yelled. So that's how we do it. The Friday before the Oscars, we will do another little recording and go through our ballots. And so you know what who we're rooting for. And then we will live tweet the Oscars like we have the last two years. We will also do all of the Oscar nominated songs. Yes, that Friday as well. We will go through uh, and we will talk about, uh, <laughs> we'll go through each song that's nominated and we'll listen to it and then you'll hear our reactions. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's just as bland as the rest of the nominations. Yeah. Uh, we should also do score this year, too. Just a little taste ooh, of the score. Because okay. it's fun. I like it. I like and, it. And we haven't done that before. No, we haven't. So I'm I'm into it. <sighs> yeah. So uh, I have. I, I feel very strongly. I know you were more like, eh, this is, I'm not surprised. No, I wasn't surprised at all. But if someone said, what do you expect from the Oscars? They live in a trash can. Do. It makes right. me happy. All right. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.